Hey guys, this is Jaya, and welcome back to the Just Jaya podcast season 2. Yes, for those who haven't listened to episode 1, please listen to that first before you go to this second episode so that you would know the start of the journey. For those who haven't listened to the episode 1 yet, this season 2 is about my journey of rediscovering my new self. And if you haven't listened to the episode 1, you wouldn't know where I came from. So go ahead and listen to that first before you listen to this episode 2. But in this episode, I will be talking about my current journey. Well, I I gave a backstory on episode 1 of where I was. And in this second episode, I'll be talking about what happened to me lately. What happened to me and what are my current discoveries along the way. And I think I'll be giving a quick backstory and then my current situation and all that stuff. But let's see how this goes because this is so free flow. I don't have a script. That's why sometimes I have to pause and think what I'm going to say. But yeah, let's go and dive into this and get ready for episode 2. On this season 2, second episode, I would be talking about mental health and how it's been so taboo in Asian countries like the Philippines. So since I'm not feeling well because of what happened to me, not feeling well physically, mentally, emotionally, so draining. I have to drag myself to do the basic stuff that I'm supposed to do, like eating, taking a shower, all those stuff. Good thing I wasn't able to miss my work. I still able to to bring myself in front of my computer and finish my work day. But it's just that. I just work for the sake that I'm not gonna lose the job and for the sake that I'm still gonna earn money. Because after all, adulting is real. And I can't afford to lose a job in the middle of pandemic. So even if my heart is so heavy, my body is so heavy, I still have to push myself and give an extra effort just to do the things that I'm usually doing before everything fell apart. And now, since I thought I've been handling it pretty, pretty okay, right? Like after the breakup, I thought I'm just gonna grieve for, for a few weeks and then I will be able to bounce back and enjoy my life again i just i just gave myself a bit of a time and then after that i went all over the place i actually downloaded bumble and met some few guys there i tried 
dating, but it didn't work. I tried dating so that I could distract myself and be reminded that this is your worth. There are still guys out there who sees your worth and you don't really deserve what happened to you and what your ex did to you. That's why I have to do that. And I thought it would work. But it didn't. It's just like I wasted I wasted my time for nothing. I still was able to get few inspos and all that stuff. Some recommendations, like where what's the best restaurant to eat, what's the best um thing to do at this hour, and all that stuff. I was able to make good friends, but since I'm not the friendly type, I am not good at maintaining connections. I'm not good at maintaining friendship, so I just dropped it when I felt bored about it. And then, someone from the past finally drive through it. How would I say this? Someone from my past tapped and became visible again. And since it was my birthday month, this guy, or um, this someone from the past, made an effort. To make me realize that maybe we could still make it work. This is not my recent ex. Just to set the record straight. This is an ex from the past. And this ex is trying to win me back. After, I don't know, two years of breakup. He was trying to win me back. And since I was so desperate of moving on, I kind of give him a chance to prove himself again. Because he reminded me of how, how he treated me and how precious I was when we were in the relationship. When we were trying to make it work, I just realized something. I thought it was love, but no. It was actually a realization that I just missed how it felt if someone is putting effort to you. I just missed how someone could make you realize your worth and someone is someone who's ready to build a life with you because this ex from the past i mean the ex from two years ago he's ready he's ready to settle down he's financially capable He's ready. To be quite honest, I'm kinda ready too. It's just that I haven't explored my 20s yet. And for me, I would be missing out a lot of things in my 20s 
or in my life in general, if I just go ahead and settle for, settle, settle down with him. And then, I find it unfair for me because this guy had already explored his 20s. So if you guys are getting the idea, he's much older than me. That's why, for him, he is so ready to settle down because he had already explored his 20s. He established his career in his 20s. He managed to do the things that he wanted to do before he finally he finally tried to settle down. And as for me, I haven't, I haven't, re um, I haven't reached the middle 20s yet. For those who do. For those who doesn't know, I'm still I'm just 23. I just turned 23 last March, and for me to think that I should settle down already is such a big deal for me. And I'm not sure if I'm really ready for that because I'm young. Not so young for to be naive, but I'm young. I'm. At this moment, at this time, I should be just exploring my 20s, enjoying life, not worrying about responsibilities, not worrying about feeding a family, bringing food to the table, and all that stuff. I should be just enjoying my life and do my thing. I should be just focused on building my career, and if I have to expand and start my own business, I can do that. You know, those stuff, the... the 20s is the way to know whether you you would like to screw up or just build yourself. This is the trial and error phase of your life that you can take any risk. And you can just afford to settle down in the middle or not, not even in the middle. At the beginning of your 20s, just to make sure that you're secured by the time that you reach your 30. And with that, I realized, maybe I don't love the person, I just love the idea of security that I lost when my recent ex had my heart broken. Because that's that's what I that's what I've been longing for. The security, the assurance that someone is looking forward to spend his life with me. And that's what my past ex or my two years ago ex had showed me when I was still grieving from a recent breakup. And now that I think I'm thinking about it, how could that be possible, right? That I would settle from someone from my past just to get over with someone from recent breakup. And it did hit me. I asked myself, why did my recent I mean what if did my past and I 
I mean, the two years ago, X and I did not work out. It's because, number one, he cheated on me. You know, we hate cheaters, guys. And if I'm talking about security, how am I so sure that if we begin together again, he will not cheat on me again? Right? And then, second, we're not on the same page. He's always been so ready to be a dad, to start a family, and all of that stuff, to settle down. And I don't even know if I want to be a mom. I don't even know if I want a kid in my life. I don't even know if I'm ready to settle down yet because I'm just literally just exploring life right now. I know they say date to marry. I mean, I do believe in that. And that's fine as well. You will date with an end goal of marrying that person. I don't date for fun, just to set the record straight. I don't date for fun, and when I dated someone, I see myself spending my the rest of my life with that person for the rest. For the rest of my life. You know, those stuff. But, it doesn't mean that... I'm already thinking about being a mom, starting a family, and all that stuff. I do see myself spending time with my exes. I mean, I saw myself spending the rest of my life with my exes. But when it comes to starting a family, that's where that's where I always pause. Because I really don't see myself being a mom. And that's where we're not on the same page with my two years ago ex. He wants to be a dad. He's ready to be a dad. And I don't even know in myself if I will be ready to be a mom someday. Having kids is a big responsibility and I just don't want to think about it while I'm still in my 20s because, you know, life is cruel, the things in, the things happening in the world is so cruel and I just don't want to, to bring a new human being in this world and be part of that problem or have someone struggle in surviving in this cruel world just because he's or her parents decided to bring him or her to the world. Because let's admit it guys, it's so hard to survive right now. And I don't want my future kids to be so problematic in surviving when I've decided to bring them into the world. Some will, some will think that I'm being selfish, that I don't have kids, but no, that's my way of being... That's my way of protecting my future kids by not having to bring them in the world, but by not planning to have them, by not 
by not reproducing at all, by not having plans of getting pregnant and all that stuff. Life is cruel, let's admit that. That's, that's why I'm in this journey. I've been a victim of the cruelty of this of life and I almost lost myself. That's why I'm in I'm in this podcast right now. I'm I'm doing this podcast. So we're running in circles. Okay. This is going nowhere. I've been so chatty. Anyway, so yeah. I, I met this um two years ago ex and we've realized that we're not still on the same page and I just realized that no, if this won't work, I'm still not over with my recent ex and I don't want to use you to be a rebound or something and this won't work. So let's just cut this. So by the end of March, I cut my connection with my two years ago ex. And then after that, when I'm just me alone, all alone, thinking thinking about how my life screwed up and all that stuff over someone. It fired up a rage. I was so... vengeful. I was so mad. And... I can't forgive myself. More than I can't forgive my ex, I can't forgive myself even more. I I was blaming myself like I'm the reason why I'm not I'm in the, in that situation. I have fully controlled life. I have a full control with my life with my career before before that happened and then I let someone to intervene and then I lost my control. And now I'm screwing up. That's why I'm so mad in myself that I'm telling myself, you're the reason why you're in there. You're the reason why your life is screwing up. You're the reason why you have regrets. You put yourself in that place from the first place. And with that, I kept on beating myself up. I kept on blaming myself, I can't forgive myself, I can't let go of the fact that I screwed my own life. Because that's how it, that's how I see it. I screwed my own life. I put myself in a situation wherein I'm gonna screw up. And that's what I did. I have a perfect career, I have a perfect set of friends, it's just pandemic, and I, I felt lonely, and then I've decided to finally get into a relationship wherein I'm so fine at being single for the past two years and then I just put myself in a situation wherein I'm gonna screw up just because I felt lonely in the middle of pandemic which is a total screw up that's why I'm so mad at myself I'm so mad that I put myself in that situation and I just kept on blaming myself with all the things that's going on and with that, since I'm blaming myself, I'm starting to build a rage. And I was so mad with my recent ex. Because why? Number one, I don't see any remorse from my ex. It's like this 
person was not even apologetic of what happened between us. I did receive an apology though, but the problem is, I don't know if he's aware of why he's even apologizing from the first place. It's like, I'm sorry if I hurt you, that's it. Do you even know where did you hurt me for you to say sorry? Do you even know why I am like this for you to say sorry? For those who have listened to episode 1, I told there how exactly I was shattered and how I was attacked. I was so helpless because I was unguarded and that's where the attacking happened. That's why I was so shattered. And I don't think my ex knows that. And then he's saying that he's sorry for that. He's sorry because he hurt me? Um, seriously? Do you really know why you're saying sorry? Those are the things that's, that's just popping in my head. And then... All I know, I was already okay before the rage. But then I had the rage. And I was so fired up. And I was so mad. That all I want to do is to see my ex suffering. I wanted to have my revenge. Because I don't see any remorse. I don't see anything. I don't think that. He's guilty of something. I don't. I don't see that he knows that he's guilty of something. But he's just saying sorry for the sake of he's saying sorry, so that he would be off the hook. And that's it. Which is a total flop because seriously, you're saying sorry, but you still don't know what is that for. Um, I want to ask, do you even know why you're saying sorry or you just have to say that to save your, save your, yourself from, from your own conscience that you, that you hurted someone who trusted you. And then... I finally decided to get a professional help because I'm, I'm going nowhere. I've decided to get a professional help and decided to start my therapy session so that I could finally learn how to divert my emotions again, to manage my emotions again, to manage my rage, manage my to manage my grief, to manage, you know, those stuff. And then on my first session, the doctor told me, whatever you're feeling right now is normal. And that's where it hit me. Why am I so rushed? Why am I so 
Why do I feel like I'm in a rush to move on? When the doctor already told me that it's normal. There's a different timeline for every people. I mean, for every person in the world. Maybe for some, it will just take two months, two weeks, five minutes, five, five years. But it's normal. It's normal to grieve. A breakup is just recent. And you're not supposed to move on just like that because you invested a lot. That's, that's what she told me. And then I remembered, I told one of my friends, I have to move on quickly because the relationship just lasted for two months. And would it be so pathetic that my moving on would take more than two months? And then I was just recently enlightened by my doctor that it's really not about rushing things. Because when you rush things, that's when it starts to screw up. When you rush things, that's when you will realize it's half cooked. Like if you rush cooking, then you'll realize it's just half cooked. It's not fully cooked yet. Don't pressure yourself with the idea of you have to move on quickly because the relationship just lasted for two months and you have to move on in less than two months. Because I find it pathetic that moving on process is much longer than the relationship. But sometimes the relationship, well, it's not really sometimes. This is what my doctor told me. My doctor told me that the reason why, even though it's just two months, very big deal big deal for me is because of the level of investment that i have put into relationship the investment that i invested in the relationship comparing my investment with my previous relationship this relationship is by far the part where i invested the most I literally gave all and willing to sacrifice all in that relationship. That's why it was so hurtful. Just like in the business, I've, um, just like in, in stock market, for example, if you invested your everything. Well, not really everything, because if it's everything, um, you will be left with nothing. I'm not left with nothing. I still have good friends, though. I still have my life with me. But let's just put it, I invested majority of everything that I have. Majority. In stock market. And I just put it in, in one basket. I just put it in one portfolio, per se. And then, since it's an investment, it's a gamble. And the portfolio is aggressive, so the type of risk is very high. And pandemic happened, for example, in a business setting. Or pandemic happened or something happened economically, made 
your investment to go negative. And now that it's negative, you technically lost it. You don't have that anymore. The majority of your investment or the majority of assets that you have in your in your bank account or in your in your life, the majority of the assets that you invested in that portfolio vanished. So that's what happened. That's how hurtful it is. Very start it's very hard to start again because you lost the majority of yourself. That's that's the comparison of it. And that's what happened to me. That's why it's I was so I was so shattered and lost and all that because like majority of my investment was lost, was was for nothing. And it's normal. That's what my doctor has been to um has been telling me. Everything is normal, it's acceptable, whatever you're feeling right now, it's just grief. And you have to grieve. You have to allow yourself to grieve. And then, lately, after that therapy, I have just realized, after all the rage, after me, after I had understand that whatever I'm feeling is normal, that's when I finally let go of the thing. Like, it is what it is. Whatever has to happen, has to happen. And when I finally let go of the control, or finally let go of the things that I I know I can't control, that's when I found myself, hey, I think I'm fine already. I think, I think I'm okay. I'm not mad. I'm not super happy. I mean, I'm not happy. I'm not mad. I just don't know what I feel. I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And then when my friends would like tease me, oh, I saw a post or I saw this, I saw that. And so, that's it. That's my normal reaction now. Okay. Alright. Move on. Moving on. I have things to do. I mean, actually, I don't have things to do. That's where I'm kinda lost right now I don't know what's next for me after I've accepted everything but I'm taking it one step at a time I'm not sure if I'm fully recovered from the breakup but I know I'm still emotionally and mentally unstable right now well I'm not clinically diagnosed for depression just to set the record straight and I'm thankful that I've consulted a doctor a professional for me to discover that because in my mind and with the things going on in social media it's like they're telling me you're depressed you're blah you're whatever and when you finally consulted a professional that's when you will realize oh you're fine you're just overthinking stuff you don't need medication you just need a therapy just to be able to be back on your toes and start controlling what's controllable in your life i'm still not yet done with my session and i would be updating 
I mean, not session, my therapy. I would be updating this podcast along my journey with my professional um, mental health therapy. But yeah, right now I don't know what I I am up to lately, and I'm taking my time. But I only know one thing. I'm not interested in dating. I'm not interested in getting a boyfriend. And I don't want to fantasize over internet ever again. Just to to feel the pressure again of getting in a relationship. Because I'm fine. That I... It's just me. And I have a good support group, by the way. Shout out to my double type sisters there. If you're listening, girl. I think that's what this episode 2 is all about. I think this is so messy. This is so random. But that's my journey right now. I'm I'm just taking my time. Right now I'm in the situation. I'm taking my time. I'm I'm letting everything to sink in and finally accept things and I'm starting to get back with the control of the things that I can control in my life and that's what me and my doctor are working out right now for me to have my grip back on the things that I can control and ungrip or un- unleash or let go of the things that I cannot control and I hope it's going to be something amazing and I hope it would be better so please pray for me guys continue to pray for me because this is not a joke. On my t- uh, on my episode 3, I think I will be talking more about mental health. Because I think that deserves a whole different episode. But now that we're on current situation, I think episode 2 is something that I'm proud to say a progress from what I was from the episode one. And that concludes my episode two. And yeah, I think I would be doing a much more in-depth explanation of mental health on episode 3 because I will be talking about how mental health and how professional health how professional health affects mental health in uh, episode 3 so thank you so much for listening on this and I'll catch you on my next episode bye